Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshke, your host, and I am glad to be back with you this week. And we have in the house today, again in the studio, Pastors Roy and Lynette Waldrop. They are the pastors of Power Hour Church in Ingram, Texas. And uh, all they have church on Sunday morning, but they also have a live at five, a live Facebook show that I've been honored to be on before on Wednesdays at five o'clock. And uh, so we are back again to talk about giving thanks in all things. And and, uh, say hi to everyone, guys. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. And uh, uh, let me just, while we're at it, let me go ahead and just tell y'all Power Hour Christian Center, 610 Highway 39 in Ingram. And the service times are 10 a.m. Sunday and Alive at 5, Wednesday at 5 o'clock. They have the Alive at 5 Facebook show, and then they have prayer. They pray for people and we all do. that, right? We do. And, you know, in, in the mornings, Lueda, on Sunday mornings, we break into the service promptly at 1015 and go live on Facebook. On Power Hour, you can find us on the Power Hour Facebook page or my page, Roy Waldrop. And so, you know, I, I like that because so many people these days want to check out a church. Well, here's your way to check us out without having to come down and check us out. Right. So just tune us in and you can see, you'll catch part of praise and worship mm-hmm. and you'll catch the rest of the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, instead of our, on our mid, midweek service, instead of a seven, traditional 7, 7.30 p.m. time, we have 5 p.m. Texas time. Every Wednesday we have a live at 5 and it's a, it's a program, it's a show. We have a live congregation and uh, we take a topic. Lynette has guests. You've been Lynette's guest mm-hmm. before. You're going to be our guest again next month, I think. I am. And, and I'll be uh, uh, preaching at your church again in March. Yes, you will. And I have a guest occasionally, and then Lynette and I do the program together sometimes. We have, uh, I think, 2,000 people watched last last week. Awesome. Uh, at least part of the show they watched it. So we're blessed, and uh, you know, come and see what the Lord is doing. All yeah. right. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, we began in the first program that we, we did together, uh, talking about in everything, not necessarily for everything, but everything, give thanks, First Thessalonians 5.18. For this is the will of God. If you, okay, so that's really concrete. There's no question. Amen. This is the will of God yes. concerning you. And when we're thankful, it changes us. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it even changes our, our chemistry in our body, our emotions and everything when we're thankful and we turn uh, whatever we may be walking through into gratefulness and thankfulness, uh, knowing that the Lord's got you. No matter what yes. you're going through, he's Amen. got you, he's Amen. for you, he's with you, and uh, he'll turn it around. He can turn it around on a dime. But in the meantime, he'll walk with you through it. He'll be right there with you. Amen. And so uh, we were talking about that, but we got into, guys, uh, to the book of Nehemiah. And we're going to jump back into that, but y'all share, and 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 uh, because to me, it's amazing, uh, Nehemiah, uh, he finds out that the walls of Jerusalem are, they are knocked down. They're, the walls of Jerusalem need to be rebuilt, and the gates have been burned, and the captives there, they're in distress. And so we left off where he, you know, he comes, he, he gets papers from the king because he's the cupbearer. He can go do something about it. Yes. He took it to the Lord. He prayed. He, he wept. Uh, he confessed. Uh, sins for he and his people he cried out to God and God said okay go 
go. Rebuild the walls. Yes. Rebuild the gates. And so he takes off and goes. But we get in trouble. We, we run into some trouble here because, lo and behold, he's got some people standing against him. Some enemies. Sandballot. Uh, who else was that, guys? Uh, Tobiah. And what was that other one? His Gershom? name was Guess Him. Guess Him. The Arab. Oh. That's what uh, Amplified says. Okay. Okay. So they began speaking against and trying to uh, back Nehemiah and the people of God off of their assignment. But didn't work. And I'm trying to find the the one, the scripture that we stopped on. Okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17. After Nehemiah views the wall and the whole situation at night, right? Because mm-hmm. yes. he didn't want everybody to know his plan right off the bat. He said to them, you see the distress that we are in. He's talking to the uh, captives there. How Jerusalem lies waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. There is a situation, guys. Here's, here's the problem. And this is what he's telling them to do. Come and let us build the wall. We're just trying to do a real quick recap to catch mm-hmm. up. Let us build the wall of Jerusalem. I love that. I mean, it was just like matter of fact. And we will be no more a reproach. And he told them in verse 18, then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good Amen. upon me. Isn't Amen. that awesome? Amen. The hand of my God is good upon me. I think we, could, we should say that. Yes. Yes. We could stop right there and preach. Yeah, exactly. Because when you realize that God's on you for good, he's not, not, not waiting bad. to destroy you. Yeah. He's not, not out to destroy us. Not out to put sickness on us. Mm-hmm. Not out to put poverty on us. Not out to make us weak. But... He's out to make us strong, and he's out. He's it's a good. He's a good God. Mm-hmm. Amen. He is a good, good father. The next verse after this, uh, he told him the the king's words that he had spoken unto me unto him. You know, go build. I'm gonna let you go. Mm-hmm. I release you from your assignment here to go do this. And they said, "Let us rise up and build." See, he gave him. He cast the vision. Mm-hmm. He just didn't leave him in the in the reality. Because he said, you know, the walls are broken down and the gates are burned. He didn't leave them there with that. He cast the vision. Come, let us build. And the king told him, you know, go ahead and do it. So they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. They strength. Sometimes you got to strengthen your hands for the good work. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, sometimes you just have to say, you know, I know God is with me. God is for me. This may be, this is more than I can do. This mm-hmm. is more than I can get done in my own strength or ability. I don't have the money. I don't have the education. I don't have this, that, the talent, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you know God's hand is upon you, you need to be strengthened in the Lord. And if he said to do it, you can do it. Yes. You can do it. Just because God wants it done, it's not going to happen by itself. Yeah. Man, us, we have to put our hand to it mm-hmm. and make it happen. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if God gives it to us to do, mm-hmm. then he'll give us everything we need to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's, Absolutely. It's a partnership. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, yes. even Old Testament, New Testament, no matter how you slice it in the Bible, God's looking for people to partner with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we said, not everybody may have this microphone right now, mm-hmm. but he wants to partner with somebody to get his work done on the earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. Go read the Great Commission. Yes. And I guarantee you, you have a place in that. Yes. Yeah, in hallelujah. You do. Yeah. 
go ye. You're a ye. That's right. Amen. <laughs> yes. We're, Amen. We're, we are the ones Amen. that Amen. God has sent. Amen. You know? Yes. Amen. That's right. And, um, well, in chapter three, guys, uh, they build the wall. They build the wall and they come in and they start repairing the gates and all that. In chapter four, <laughs> the enemies, Sanballat and uh, the other guys, I've already forgot their names again. <laughs> Tobiah and Geshem. Geshem. Yes, That's worse than Luvedo Roshki. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of hard to keep up with right there. Um, they, Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he says. And he was wroth mm. and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. I mean, they, they were trying their best to back them down. That's what the enemy likes to do. Yes. Uh, and then it says, and he spoke before his brethren, the army of Samaria, and said, what, what do these feeble Jews? I'm reading that King James. I probably should read it in one of the other ones. But he said, will they fortify themselves? Here's Sanballat. What are they doing? Are they going to fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? But you know what? It's exactly what they did. Yes. Uh, they took the burnt stones and built the wall. See, that when you come through some burning, you come through some fire, <laughs> God will build something. It's, I mean, you can either let it destroy you you know, and you can just go down with it or you can say, you know what? God's going to turn this around and this is going to be for my purification. This is going to be rebuilding something new. Uh, it's not more than I can bear. And so, uh, but in verse three, now Tobiah said, even that would they be, which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. <laughs> right. I mean, Talking about mocking. Just, just a little fox goes across their stone wall. They are so bad at it. They're going to fail so utterly that a fox can break that wall down. Yes. Well, there was, he wasn't speaking faith. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was running a bluff is what he was doing. Right, exactly. Trying to get them off their faith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes on, because we're trying to, going to try to get to a place here, but y'all stop me whenever you need to. But it says, so built we the wall. We built the wall. Amen. You know, uh, the wall was joined together into half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. That'll preach right there. Yes. You know, when you get a mission, miss, a mission from the Lord and a vision and a direction, and if you have the mind to work, God will help you. I can tell you. Uh, Pastor Roy, the things that God has me doing is absolutely, it, there is no explanation but God, and I couldn't do it without Him. You're what we call stretchable. <laughs> so many, I've been stretched. Uh, so many folks are just not stretchable. Lynette says that her, you know, she had this box, and now her box has been destroyed. Mm -hmm. She couldn't even go back into it if she wanted to. She's been, <laughs> she feels like that Stretch uh, Armstrong doll or something. Yes. We need yeah. to get one of those and preach for that sometime. Yes. <laughs> you have to be stretchable. You have to let God stretch you. And you know, when God tells you, this is what's in my spirit, Louis. Mm -hmm. when God go tells you to do something, you wouldn't believe how many times in the last 30 years we've had folks come up to us and say, hey, I need to talk to you, Pastor. Okay. So I really feel like that God told me to go to Kenya on a mission trip. What do you think? Okay, darling, guess what? 
You want my opinion or God's? Right. Uh, God told you, don't ask me. Don't be asking me. Come on. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if, that, if Kenya's in your spirit and God told you go, you have adequate funds, someone's going, they're going to teach you the ropes, you're going to go with mm-hmm. them, go with it. Go with God. Go do what he's given you a vision. Don't back off. Right. Don't back off Amen. the vision. Mm-hmm. And you will accomplish what I call your peak in Jesus, which is really your part of the Great Commission. You'll find yourself being stretched, telling others about the Lord. And, you know, really telling others about the Lord is so simple. It's just telling him, telling others what he's done in your life. Mm-hmm. Your testimony is a good story. Mm-hmm. And people love a good story. Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. like Nehemiah. Yeah. We're enjoying a good story here yeah. as yes. you bring it to life. Yeah. And, yes. it, but it, and it's so true. Amen. So many lessons. In, there are lessons in our life. You know, uh, we are not immune from difficulty as the people of God. We're not immune from attacks. But thank God. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. We are more than a conqueror. We're already victorious. But sometimes, sometimes we walk a hard way. But God is with us. And, and I love what Nehemiah and the, the remnant, the uh, captivity, the remnant left there in Jerusalem did. They built the wall. Yes. They did it. Uh, and then Sanballat and his crew came back in and... Uh, they conspired all of them together to come and to fight against them and to hinder it, it says in verse 8. To hinder it. See, that, that's, just, that's just the enemy. That's, just, that, that's his mode of, what is it? M.O., mode of There you go. <laughs> Somebody help me talk. <laughs> what did Nehemiah say? Nevertheless. Sure. So nevertheless, mm-hmm. we made our prayer unto God. You go ahead, the devil may fight, it may come against. Nevertheless, make your prayer unto God and set a watch. He, they set a watch against them day and night because of them. So God began to give them the strategy of what to do. And so they strengthened themselves. And then verse 7, and our adversary said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and kill them and cause the work to see. So they're now threatening them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just like the enemy to threaten? Just like him. Just like him. And then in verse 13, here's what Nehemiah does. So he has a counter attack, a counter strategy. See, when the enemy comes with threats, you just need a word from the Lord. Yes. You, you need to know what thus saith the Lord. What did he say to do? And how is he telling you to do it today? That's why that it's so critical to have that moment by moment relationship, communion, open heart, listening, heeding the voice of the Spirit of God, this way, that way, stop, don't do that, do this, that that continually hearing the voice of the Spirit of God, uh, because he had to know how to respond. He said, we're going to come in and kill you. You don't even know when it's going to happen. We're going to come kill you. And what did he do? He said, therefore, in verse 13 of Nehemiah 4, I sit in the lower places Behind the wall and on the higher places. I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Now, these are people that are builders. Wait a minute. What? They're the builders. He set them in their family units. And they guided, they guarded their particular part of the wall that they were building. And they were there with their spears, their swords, and their bows. Their bows and arrows. And... I looked and rose up and said to the nobles and the rulers and to the rest of the people, be not afraid 
of them remember the Lord. Well, now that will really preach. Yes. Amen. Yes. Don't be afraid of the doctor's report. Right. Amen. Don't be afraid of the bankruptcy report. Yes. Don't be afraid of those things. God is for you. He's going to be with you. He's going to show you what to do. Those yes. reports are subject to change. Yes, they yes. are. Amen. Yeah. He says, remember the Lord. Yes. You know, I think so many times we just remember what the devil said, what the enemy has said, what, what the in, that bank is saying, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what the report is about your son or your daughter. We yes. remember that, but stop. Sometimes we have to stop ourselves. And we're going to get to this thankful part in a minute because this is so cool. Yes. And what ends up happening here. But getting there is amazing what God does. I like what Lynette always says about that. You know, we don't, in our church, we don't take possession of illness. Right. Mm-hmm. It's trespassing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Cancer is trespassing. Now, thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank you, doctor, for that uh, diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Now we know what, what to call it. It's mm-hmm. a diagnosis. Because the name of Jesus is above every name that's named. So we need to know the name of what you're saying yeah, we have right. so that we can plead the blood of Jesus. Well, we don't over. go around saying, I have cancer. Right. Amen. We yeah. go around yes. saying, I'm healed yeah. of cancer. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, and also, we talked about in the first program about how that Nehemiah went around and viewed all of, he assessed the reality of the circumstances. He assessed it. He looked at, he didn't hide and say, oh, the burnt, the, no, I declare right now the walls are built. No, they're not right now, but you need to begin. Once you realize it, now you know how to pray. Now you know how to decree. Now you know, man, you need to follow through Mm -hmm. and work with the Lord. Yes. You know, do with him on earth what he's doing in heaven. Yes. And so it's not that sticking your head in the sand, but it's understanding that there is a situation. But we have a God who's a miracle working God. So they here they are. Can't you see it in your mind's eye? They're all standing there working on this wall. They're building this stone wall. They've got spears and bows and swords. And then uh, he tells them, don't be afraid. Fight. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, Mm -hmm. your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. We have to remember that there is a prize. There is a reason. uh, And the scripture says, is there not a cause? I can't remember where it is in the Old Testament. It says, is there not a cause? Fight for your sons and your daughters. And this, it's a, there's another passage that says that. And so whenever we realize that the, the cost of the battle is great, there, there's a reason to fight. There's a reason to, to go through with that assignment God has given you. There's a reason to not throw up your hands and give up when it gets hard. There's a reason to fight for that marriage. There's a reason to fight for those children's yes. salvation. Amen. There's a reason to get on your face and, and confess and, and weep and pray as Nehemiah did and cry out to God. Uh, do it for yourselves and for your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. The salvation you know, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy household. That's a yeah. reason to fight. Yes. That's, right. That's a reason yes. to hang in there and pray. Amen. And then it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to nothing. Amen. He brought it to nothing. And we returned us all to the wall. Everybody went back to the wall. Everyone is work. And he says, half of the servants would work. Let me read it here verbatim. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought, this is verse 16, in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears, the swords, the shields, and the, the bows. 
and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah in order. So they, they directed the battle. Yes. Right? They which built on the wall and they who bore burdens and with those who laded everyone with his own hands wrought in the work and with the other hand they held a weapon. So build with one hand, fight with the other. I mean, what a, I mean, isn't that such a cool thing to picture? Yes. You know, you, you, you're fighting, you're building. Uh, we got it in one and which that might be kind of difficult to do. <laughs> I'm not coordinated enough to have a, <laughs> a tool to chisel and, and to place and, and a sword. But in the spirit, apparently I can do it. Yes. <laughs> For the builders, everyone had a sword girded by his side and so built. And he who sounded the trumpet was by me. And they said, whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, shall you run and God shall fight for us. So we labored on the wall. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to fast forward. Okay. Okay. Because they got it done. Yes, they did. Amen. They got it done with the help of the Lord. And when they, they had to, they dedicated those walls. And I love the way that um, this is in the New King James Version, if I can find it right quick. Nehemiah chapter 12. So at the dedication of the walls, they have the Levites and, and, and everyone there. They've come to pray and to thank God because they knew it was God and God only that they were able to do this great feat. So in verse 30 of Nehemiah 12, it says, I brought the leaders of Judah up on the wall and appointed two large Thanksgiving choirs. <laughs> that just make that word makes me happy. Amen. Or yes. two, two words, Thanksgiving choirs. One went to the right hand on the wall and toward the refuse gate. And then 38, the other Thanksgiving choir went the opposite way. And I was behind them with half of the people on the wall going past the tower of the ovens as far as the broad wall. So they went one went one way and one another and they met up and they had on uh they came to praise and to thank god on the wall amen thanksgiving choirs yes oh my goodness there's something about that that the lord's trying to drop in my spirit that i don't quite have yet but that, that to have a whole choir in unity and harmony, being thankful for what God did for Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we come together in our services, I'm a worship leader, so I have been for years and years and years, and I love to lead worship. There's something that happened, and I'm sure y'all know, y'all are pastors and everything, but something happens when the whole congregation gets in unity and mm -hmm. their heart is connecting with their mind and with their voice, and they are... They are in unity, worshiping and praising and giving thanks. Something happens and when things you, change. When, you, when you're in unity, mm -hmm. one accord, it goes back to Acts chapter 2. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about a Honda accord. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you usher in the presence of the mm -hmm. Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so especially important in an evangelical church, praise and worship. Mm -hmm. But you know... Uh, I see folks that aren't always praising. Mm -hmm. If you'll just start praising just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe maybe raise your hand just a little bit. You'll find yourself in full tilt praise uh, and yes. thanksgiving. Yes. And then things, and I'll tell you what, 
it'll make it easier for the preacher to preach. Yes. When the Holy Ghost has been ushered in to the house. Amen. Just Amen. saying. Amen. And Sister Lynette, we've got just a couple of minutes, two minutes actually, but you were telling me something earlier about the Thanksgiving choir. I just wonder how much quicker the job would have gone had they started at the beginning giving praise and thanksgiving mm-hmm. and calling it done. Yeah. See, we have the scripture now. We have the full gospel now. Mm-hmm. We have Jesus. We have grace. We have mercy. Holy Spirit. Start out with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't have to maybe labor and fight as long or as much mm-hmm. if you start out thanking God for the answer that mm-hmm. it's complete right from the beginning. Yeah. Amen? Amen. You don't have to wait till the end. That's right. right. Yes. And so that, and having that thanksgiving in your heart, number one, it acknowledges it wasn't me that got this done. God used me, but it was by his power. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it is by his, his spirit, by Amen. my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. You know, folks will say, well, I read the end of the book. It's going to be okay. Well, maybe we ought to start acting like we read the end of the book. <laughs> just saying. Let our emotions and our hearts, Amen. you know. It's just it's just so human nature. It is. You know, yes. you get caught up in circumstances and what what's happening that, that may be not pleasant or not the way you want it to go or uh, just things not working out like you thought. And it's so easy to get so set on that. But when we set our heart on God and we set our eyes upon him, we just begin to thank him. Because, Lord, even right now, Lord, I just thank you. No matter if it's something's not mm-hmm. as it should be in the natural, I thank you because you're going, oh, my goodness, we're almost done with the top half hour. Listen, guys, we're going to have to take a break here in just a second. But I want to invite you to go to our website at luada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. We have so many free, free, free resources for you, uh, radio show, TV shows, podcasts that you can listen to and get the gospel and, and be ministered to. And we invite you to do that. Also. Uh, you can call our prayer line at 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. We have anointed, trained prayer ministers that want to lift you up in prayer and uh, take you before the throne of God, and we'll send you out some materials free that will help you. Hey, guys, thank you so much for helping us and praying for us. Thank you for your support financially for us. It does. Listen, we have to have money to do it, so uh, if God lays it on your heart, we're, we're not beggars at all. If God lays it on your heart to give, we would... Uh, invite you to do that go to our website lueda.org we believe that God uh, will bless you and that you'll be a partner in what we are doing in the ministry and a partner with us in the anointing and the fruit of the reward so we invite you to help us keep preaching on TV and the radio and when we go out and uh, also don't forget Power Hour Church Highway 39 1639 in Ingram and uh, services on Sunday morning at 10 